Welcome to the Happy Me, Happy Earth podcast. I'm your host, Eva Peterson, life coach and Ayurvedic health counselor for changemakers and aspiring activists. Each week, I'm here to support you in creating the change that you want to see in the world without sacrificing your health and well-being. If you are on a mission to make the world a better place, whether you're just starting to get involved or decades deep, you are welcome here. Hello, hello, welcome to the podcast. Today is part two of last week's episode. (laughs) We're going to be chatting again about the five elements in Ayurveda and you. And today I'm going to be focusing on fire, water, and earth. But before I get into that, I have two little things I want to tell you about real quick, little admin things. One, I have a quick favor to ask of you today. I absolutely love creating this free podcast and I would love to grow it to get this valuable healing information that I share on the podcast into the ears, into the lives of other change makers and sustainability leaders and awesome big hearted people like you. So if you would help me to do that, I would be so, so grateful. And the awesome thing is that you can make a huge difference and you can do this in just a few minutes and it's free. So I have two asks for you. One, will you please share an episode? It could be this episode or a past episode with a friend or a colleague that you think it would benefit. And also, would you please leave a review on iTunes or whatever platform it is that you listen to the show on? Thank you so much in advance for supporting the show in this way. And if you do those things, if you leave a review, please let me know because I want to send you a little thank you gift. So if you just take a screenshot of your review and email it to me at hello at theevapeterson.com, then I'm going to send you your little thank you gift. (laughs) The Second thing I wanted to mention before diving into today's topic is that this is the 40th episode of the show. Whoa! 40 weeks. That's like 10 months of weekly podcast episodes. It's been so fun to create and to know that I can like put this awesome information out into the world and help people through it. I think 40 episodes is a great little package to call season one. So I'm going to call this episode the end of season one, and I'm going to be taking a three-week break to focus on a few other things in my business and life and to get ahead on the episode recordings. So if you would like to request a certain topic or if you have a suggestion, something that you would like to hear or something that you would like help with, please email me soon (laughs) and let me know so that I can incorporate that into the show for season two. So you can email me at hello at theevapeterson.com. The next episode that I'll be publishing will come out on Tuesday, July 11th. Now, on to today's topic. 
So last week, I gave you an introduction to the elements. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, you might want to go back, listen to that episode before you dive in here. But I will give you a bit of a refresher. According to Ayurvedic wisdom, and backing up one step further, (laughs) Ayurveda is the science of life. It is a holistic medical system that was developed over thousands of years on the Indian subcontinent. It's also a living science, so it continues to evolve and incorporate modern science in there as well. According to ancient Ayurvedic wisdom, there are five elements, ether, air, fire, water, and earth. Everything in the universe is made up of these five elements, including us. (laughs) According to Ayurvedic wisdom, Each human is born with a unique, perfect balance of these five elements within them. So we all have a bit of each element within us. And as we grow, as we live our lives, everything that we experience, everything that we think, the actions that we take, where we live, everything (laughs) begins to affect this balance of the elements in our mind and our body. The predominance of each element in our environment is changing constantly due to the climate, the seasons, the amount of stress we're under, our job, etc. Right? And the balance of the elements within us is then fluctuating because we are taking in those elements from our body, or sorry, from the environment. So at any given moment, the elements within our bodies are either out of balance or balanced, right? So by out of balance, I mean that we might have an excess of one of those five elements, or we might be deficient in one of those five elements. And when I say balanced, I mean that we are aligned with our original constitution. In Sanskrit, this is called our original prakruti. So when we are in balance, we are aligned with that unique, perfect balance of the elements that we are born with. Now, we have all lived a lot of life. (laughs) And so very rarely are we completely in balance and aligned with that original prakriti. Usually something's going on. We have a bit of an imbalance in one of these elements. The art of Ayurveda is developing more awareness of how those external factors are affecting the balance of elements in our body. And then rebalancing ourselves through our lifestyle choices. My goal for this episode, and last week's episode as well, is to help you develop more awareness about how the five elements are expressing themselves in your body right now. Whether you're in balance or out of balance, And to give you a few tips about how you can bring yourself into balance if you feel that there is an excess or a deficiency in one of those elements in your body or your mind, your emotions right now. 
Again, that is a very quick overview. <laughs> this, um, well, Ayurvedic knowledge and the play of the elements in our environment and in our bodies and our minds and our emotions is a vast and deep body of knowledge. But what I'm giving you today, this discussion and last week's discussion, is a really, really great start in working with the elements and bringing more awareness to your body, reconnecting to your body and your inner self. So let's get into the next element. So last week I discussed ether and air, and today we'll start with fire. The Sanskrit word for fire is Agni. Sanskrit is the ancient language of the Indian subcontinent. So Ayurveda, this whole body of wisdom, was originally spoken about, shared about, taught, and eventually written down in the language of Sanskrit. So here, fire, the Sanskrit word for that is Agni. This element is a lot easier for us to wrap our heads around than the two I talked about last week, right? Air and ether are ethereal in nature, right? Because we can't really visualize them, so it can be harder to wrap our heads around them. But we can light a match and watch it burn. We can actually see fire. We can feel its heat. The fire element governs all transformative processes in our body. It governs the metabolism. It transforms food into energy that our cells can then use. Our perception is also subtly governed by the fire element. It transforms the information that we take in through our five senses, right? Through sight, touch, hearing, smell, and taste transforms what we're taking in, that information, into knowledge and intelligence. And the qualities of this fire element are hot, sharp, light, dry, and subtle. And we're going to come back to those qualities towards the end of this episode when I'm talking about balancing practices, but I'll repeat them again so that you can really tap into these qualities. Focusing on the qualities of the elements can be a really, really great way to notice how they are playing and yeah, interacting in your body right now. When in balance, when we have a healthfully balanced fire element in our system, we are perceptive, we're intelligent, we're quick, we're passionate. People who have a lot of pitta just naturally occurring in their constitution and and when it's in balance, these tend to be the high achievers with a strong ambition and drive. I have a feeling a lot of you listening to this right now are those types of people. If you're interested in self-development, if you're interested in thriving and not just surviving and really taking care of yourself and enjoying life, I'm going to guess that you have a decent amount of pitta in your constitution. And when in balance, we have a love of life and we really enjoy ourselves. We enjoy our life. However, when we have this fire element in excess, it can definitely cause some issues. So on the more physical level, 
Someone who has an excess of the fire element is going to overheat really easily. They're going to have a really fast digestion and maybe they tend towards diarrhea or rashes and other type of inflammation. They also might have oily and spotty skin. Now on the more subtle or the emotional level, people who have a lot of fire, an excess of fire or an imbalance, tend to be easily irritated, easily angered, and very impatient. And this excess of pitta can lead to burnout. (laughs) Our terminology, the way we speak about this condition, burnout, points to this, right? When we build a strong fire, it will quickly burn through the wood or whatever kindling that we've given to it, right? And then it will burn itself out. When in balance, that that high achiever, that go-getter, that person with a real passion for their work and for life, that's great, but it can easily tip into unhealthy and burnout if we don't balance ourselves, balance these elements in our lives and bring in rest and self-care. I am absolutely speaking from experience here. So if that is you, if you are feeling burnt out, if you have too much of this fire element in your life, you are not alone. No judgment here. I want to talk a lot more about this, particularly the Ayurvedic approach to burnout prevention and recovery. So that's going to be coming soon. I'm not sure if I'm going to do a podcast series about it. I was actually thinking that a live like workshop or maybe a series of workshops might be really fun to do around burnout. So make sure you're on my email list so that you will be notified whenever I do move forward with that. And let me know too, if burnout is something that you struggle with, I want to know because I really want to help people with this. This was very present in my life, especially when I was working as a architect in sustainability leadership. For a lot of us who are trying to create change in the world, you know, taking the weight of the world on our shoulders and really trying so hard to make a change and coming up against these different systems of oppression and these different systems that are stopping us, right? Stopping us from creating the change that we want to see in the world. We can burn ourselves out. I definitely have been there a time or two. So if that's you, if you're struggling with burnout, I got more stuff coming for you. And please let me know that this is a topic that you're interested in. Okay, let me move on. That was a little side note. (laughs) I talked a bit about this fire element and particularly the transformative energy of the fire element a couple of weeks ago in my episode about the summer pitta season. I think it was called like summer self-care practices for the pitta season. Because here in the Northern Hemisphere, we are coming into summer. So that fire element is more present in this season than at any other time of the year. And so if we don't balance that excess fire in our external environment, through our lifestyle and through our self-care, it can be really easy to take too much of that fire element in from our environment. And then we have an imbalance on our hands, right? We have an excess. If you think you might have an excess of this fire element, please go back to episode 38 and 
check that one out. And I talk there about ways to keep yourself cool physically and on the mental, emotional level as well. (laughs) But we also might be deficient in the fire element. Maybe it's really low. On the physical level, this might look like sluggishness, like a sluggish digestion and constipation, right? We, our body is having a hard time transforming things, transforming our food into nutrients or transforming what we're perceiving through our five senses into intelligence. And on the emotional level, we might feel like we've lost our passion for life. Maybe we feel apathetic and hopeless and we feel like we can't create change in our lives or create change in the world because we're really lacking in this fire element. So at the end of this episode, I'm going to talk about some balancing practices if you are feeling an imbalance in fire or water or earth, the three elements that we're going to talk about today. But first, I'm going to dive into the next two elements. So let's next talk about water. The Sanskrit word for water is apas, apas. And the qualities or gunas, gunas being the Sanskrit word for qualities, (laughs) the qualities or gunas of water element are cool, liquid, dull, soft, oily, and slimy. So when we think of water, it's a lot heavier than the previous elements that we've talked about, and it has a flowing quality. Water is the universal solvent, and it governs all of the fluids in the body. It also governs all of the biochemical functions in the body. Our plasma, our blood plasma, is 90% water, and that plasma carries nutrients, oxygen, nutrients from food, and other chemicals from one part of the body to another and from one cell to another. Our lymphatic system is also governed by and dependent on that water element. Our bodies are about anywhere from 55 to 60 percent water. This element is a big part of each one of us. And our brain and our heart are about 73% water. So I hope you're seeing the major importance of this element. When water is in balance in our constitution, we move gracefully, we speak gracefully, we have a smoothness (laughs) to our presence. Water is also said to be the element of emotions, according to Ayurveda. So when in balance, we tend to be very aware of our emotions and we are more in tune to the emotions of others. Now, when water is in excess, we tend to retain, we retain excess water, right? So I think this is called odima, I believe, odima, I might be pronouncing that incorrectly, Apologies. O-E-D-E-M-A. I can see it in my mind, but I'm not sure how to pronounce it. (laughs) And that is a buildup of fluid in the body, which causes the affected tissue. So it could be a specific part of the body or 
more well distributed, but it causes the tissue to become swollen, right? We are retaining excess water. And on the mental emotional level, maybe if you have an excess of water, your emotions feel like they are all over the place (laughs) and you feel sort of controlled by your emotions. Maybe you've realized that your reactions often don't match the circumstances. Maybe you're overreacting or underreacting. These can be signals that there's an imbalance, either an excess or a depletion in the water element. Now, if this is you, if you feel like this water element or the earth element that I'm going to talk about next are out of balance in this way, like if they are in excess, then I want to invite you to go check out the Ayurvedic winter self-care kapha season podcast. I'm not sure which number that is. I meant to look it up prior to this, but I didn't. So I will definitely put a link to that in the show notes. These Ayurvedic winter self-care practices are helping us stay in balance during the kapha season. And that kapha season is when water and earth are most present in our environment. So typically in that season, what we want to do is pacify (laughs) the water and the earth elements because they can become in excess in our body. So a lot of the practices, the self-care practices, lifestyle shifts that I talk about in that winter self-care episode are pacifying for this water element and also for the earth element. When this element is lacking, when water is depleted in our body, we feel the opposite of those water element qualities that I mentioned before. The most obvious one is probably that we feel dry. Our skin, our hair, our nails feel really dry. And maybe there's also a stagnant energy in your life. Like we feel kind of stuck in some area. There's a lack of movement, a lack of flow in our lives. Everything feels hard and a lot more difficult than it needs to, right? We don't have that sense of flow in our lives. Also, when this element is lacking, there can be a a lack of movement in the emotions. So maybe we have some repressed emotions or we're not in touch with our emotions because we're lacking this water element. Next, let's move on to the earth element. In Sanskrit, this is prutivi. The qualities of the earth element, think about like digging into the earth, maybe gardening or something. Think of the qualities of that moist humus, that moist soil. It is heavy, dull, static, dense, hard sometimes, and gross. I don't mean gross as like, ew. I mean like gross as the opposite of subtle. (laughs) So the earth element is the most dense element in the universe. It is the firm ground and the stability that has allowed life to flourish. Dr. Vasant Ladd, one of my mentors, he has this great statement about the earth element. He says, Prutivi, or earth, cradles and holds all living creatures of the planet. 
giving them food and shelter. So all the solid structures in our body are derived from this earth element. Our bones, cartilage, nail, nails. Hopefully you don't have just one nail. Maybe you do. That's cool too. Hair, teeth, skin, all of these hard, um, more solid structures in the body are very much related and composed of this earth element. So when earth is in balance in our bodies, we have strong bones and strong muscle structure. We have endurance and we feel strong. (laughs) And on that more energetic and emotional side, we have a stable, nurturing presence. But when the earth element is in excess, we put on excess weight really easily. Remember, the earth element is mass. It's heavy. And emotionally, we feel dull, apathetic. We lack a zest for life. Maybe we can't get off the couch. (laughs) We really lack motivation. I have definitely felt like this in different seasons of life. I'm thinking back to like mid New York era of my life (laughs) when I just felt like this, this heavy, dense blob and I had like zero desire to do anything social. I just wanted to watch Netflix all of the time and eat and not that there's a problem with that, right? Watching Netflix and eating, if that brings you joy, when that brings you joy is great. But sometimes it can get a little out of hand, right? (laughs) So again, check back to that Ayurvedic winter self-care kapha season podcast episode for some practices to help you when you're feeling like this earth element is a bit in excess. On the flip side of that, when the earth element feels depleted, we feel ungrounded. I used to describe this as feeling like I was floating through life, like I had nothing really solid to grasp onto. We might lack stability and structure in our lives. Maybe you feel like you're kind of all over the place and you really lack any sort of routine. And when we get really depleted, Unfortunately, we get into those disorders of the bones, the nails, the hair, the teeth, right? Osteoporosis, for example, when the bones become really brittle and fragile from a loss of bone tissue. I've recorded a few episodes of the podcast about how to bring more of this earth element into your life. I've called it grounding, right? Ground earth. (laughs) one and the same. So if you want to listen back to the Ayurvedic fall self-care Vata season podcast, that has a lot of grounding practices in it. I also recorded an episode called How to Ground Yourself and also a grounding meditation episode. So I'll put links to all of those in the full show notes, the blog post show notes. And those can be really helpful to help bring in some of this earth element into your life. And I'll talk about a few more practices here in a moment. Now that we've been through all five elements and you have a greater understanding of how each expresses itself in your body and what it feels like physically and emotionally to have either an excess or too little of these elements in your body, I want you to ask yourself, which elements feel in balance 
in my body and which elements feel out of balance. Can I identify where or what elements I might have an excess of or a depletion of? As I was describing each element, maybe something I said really resonated with you. You're like, yep, raising your hand. That's me. That's how I feel. (laughs) Or maybe you're totally in balance and that's awesome. I envy you. (laughs) But if you feel like there is a bit of an imbalance, then check in with yourself right now. Maybe put a hand on your heart and ask yourself those questions. Which elements feel in balance? Which elements feel out of balance? And once you have an idea of what's going on with the elements in your body, you can use some of the balancing techniques that I mentioned last week, or some of the techniques I'm going to be chatting about in just a moment to bring yourself back into balance. Also, if you're doing your best to check in with yourself and you feel like something is off, but you can't pinpoint what, (laughs) maybe you're kind of out of touch with your body or your intuition and you need a little guidance and support to get back in touch with yourself, then please let me know. As an Ayurvedic health counselor and life coach, this is what I do. (laughs) I help people reconnect to their their inner selves and heal imbalances and realign their lives so that they can truly thrive. So please reach out to me if you'd like deeper support with this. That being said, let's get into how you can kind of do this yourself, how you can bring some more balance of these elements into your life. So last week I mentioned mudras, which are the gestures of the body, particularly the hands that I was talking about last week. I also talked about meditating on an element or an object that represents that element. And I wanted to mention, I'm not sure if I said this last week or not, but meditating on the Sanskrit word, like the word of that element. I think I did mention that Sanskrit is a really special language in that each word embodies the energy of the concept that it's expressing. So in this case, each of the Sanskrit words for the elements embodies the energy of that element. Repeating it to yourself or meditating on those Sanskrit words can be a really balancing practice. I also talked about bringing that element, whichever element it is that you're wanting to increase in your life, in your body, into your space. Just as an example, if you wanted to bring in the fire element, if you wanted to increase the fire in your body, you could light a candle, make a bonfire, dress in warmer clothes, right? Something like that. There was this, I think it's a Norwegian saying, I've heard it many times, but I just heard it again recently saying, there is no bad weather only bad clothing. (laughs) So dressing appropriately for the balance you would like to create in your body. Bringing, you know, the color of the element into your life through decorations or clothes or whatnot, these things can feel kind of really surface level, not very deep. But what they do is they simply increase your awareness of the element When you're doing this, you're literally training your brain to become more aware of that element in your environment 
And that awareness is huge. Expanding your awareness, expanding your perception and taking more of that element in through your five senses because you're more aware of it. That's huge. Okay, so those are some of the things that I talked about last week. Definitely go back if you haven't listened to that yet and check out those practices. Another thing that I want to mention this week, or well, two things. One is a bit more self-reflection. And then another one, I wanted to talk a bit about food and drink and some different ways that we can balance these fire, water, and earth qualities. When you've identified a imbalance, you can ask yourself, where am I lacking whichever element in my life? This can be on the physical or the emotional level. For example, where am I lacking fire in my life? Or you might focus on the element's expression. So where am I lacking passion in my life? Where am I lacking drive in my life? In my career, in my finances, in my relationships. And something that can help with this too on the physical level is noticing those qualities, the gunas of each element, and if they are present in your body, right? So just for example, if you have very dry skin, dry hair, dry nails, maybe you realize that you have a lack of that water element in your life. Then you can also ask yourself, where is there an excess of a certain element in my life? For example, back to that fire element, maybe your passion and your drive in your career has been so on fire for the past few years that you have burnt yourself out. Or maybe you have a relationship that's like way too fiery. Maybe you get in arguments a lot. And then lastly, you can ask yourself, what can I do to bring balance to these elements in my life? So I am going to give you some balancing practices I talked about that last week. I'm going to talk about it again in a moment. But first, I want you to tap into your own intuition, your own knowledge, because you are your own best healer. You know yourself best. Tap into your intuition here. What element do you want to bring into balance and how can you best do that? Next, I want to talk a bit about food and drink. So like I mentioned before, we take in elements from our environment and we can't always control this, right? We can't control what season we're in or the weather or well, I personally have pretty much avoided winter for like the last, I don't know how many years (laughs) because it's not my favorite season, but a lot of people, a lot of you listening are not moving around constantly and hopefully I will not be moving around constantly in a few months when I settle down. But if that's you, if you are settled somewhere, you know, you can't really control the seasons or the weather. An intentional way that we can begin to control what we're taking in from our environment, the elements we're taking in, is through what we eat and what we drink. And this makes a huge difference, right? So if you feel an element is either in excess or lacking in your body, you can use the food and the drinks that you're consuming to start to bring it back into balance. Think back to the qualities of each element that I mentioned before. To increase a certain element in your body, we want to eat foods with the same qualities that that element has. 
to decrease that element in your body, we want to eat foods with the opposite, i.e. balancing, qualities. Let's discuss what this looks like for each of the elements that we're talking about today. For example, for fire, the qualities of fire are hot, sharp, light, dry, and subtle. So to increase the fire in our body, we want to eat spicy, pungent, and sour foods. A great example of this is fermented food. So yogurt, sour cream, kombucha, sauerkraut. Mm. Gosh, I love kombucha and sauerkraut so much. And yogurt. I love these things. Those particular fermented foods can be really great to increase the fire quality. Also, warmer oils, cooking with these oils, using them in our self-care routine, warmer oils such as sesame and almond can be great to increase the fire element in our bodies. And lastly, sour fruits such as grapefruits, apricots, and berries. I could go on and on, but I feel like that's enough. I'll give, I'll give you that for now. Now to decrease the fire element in our body, we want to basically reduce everything that I said before, right? So we don't want to eat those really spicy and acidic foods. And instead, we can increase the sweet taste. We can eat balancing foods such as dairy. So milk, butter, ghee, those really help to bring down the fire. Um, cool and neutral oils such as olive oil, sunflower, and coconut can be great to use whether you're cooking or also in your self-care for moisturizer and whatnot. And again, that sweet taste. So sweet fruits, for example, like grapes, melons, avocado, mango, oranges, plums, pineapples, things like that. Now, moving on to the water element, the qualities of that water element, the gunas, are cool, liquid, dull, soft, oily, and slimy. So if we want to increase the water element in our body, we want to go for foods and drinks that have those qualities, right? The obvious one here, <laughs> we want to drink a lot of water. And we want to make sure that that water includes minerals. So you might put a pinch of sea salt, pink sea salt, for example, in there, or you can include other demulcent herbs because these minerals and these herbs help us to absorb that water. We also want to think wet and oily foods. For example, we want to eat soups instead of salads. And to be really generous with the oil when you're cooking. Now, if we want to decrease the water in our bodies, then we want to eat more dry foods. You also might go for maybe like a dry sauna, whereas if you wanted to increase the water, you would be spending a lot of time in the water, right? Swimming in a lake or swimming in the ocean or whatnot. If we want to decrease the water, we could do like a dry sauna. If you want to decrease water in your body, salads, right? Dry foods instead of soups. Also, astringent foods and herbs can help to pull out and reduce the excess water in the body. And lastly, let's move on to our earth element. So remember, the qualities of earth are heavy, dull, static, dense, hard, and gross. 
We want to focus on eating foods with those qualities if we want to increase earth in our body. Heavy, dense, highly nourishing foods. A great way to do this is foods that literally come from the ground. Your root vegetables. Potatoes, carrots, beets, onions, turnips, parsnips, right? All those sorts of things. Also, if we want to increase earth in the body, we don't want to do a lot of crazy, intense exercise. We want to instead focus on relaxation and resting. On the flip side of that, if we want to decrease the earth element in the body, then we want to eat light foods, right? We want to balance out that heaviness. So light foods, light herbs, we want to exercise regularly and bring a lot of movement into our lives. We want to get outside, get out of the house, get social. And when it comes to balancing this earth element and kind of decreasing the earth in our bodies, we want to follow any hints of curiosity that gets you thinking and gets you moving, whether that be physically or mentally. All right, this episode is getting a bit long and I could continue talking about these elements for days, for years. (laughs) The elements are so important to our lives and to the Ayurvedic philosophy, But this little two-part series has given you a lot to think about and digest. So y'all have fun working with these elements, playing with these elements, connecting to them, and connecting to these different parts of yourself. Each of these elements is just like a different part of ourself that we can focus on, balance, play with, and figure out how it expresses itself in our body. And before I go, like I said up top, this is the last episode of season one. So I'll be taking that little break from the podcast and getting ready for season two, which will start on Tuesday, July 11th. I will be back in your earbuds on Tuesday, July 11th. Do you say earbuds or do you say headphones? I always, almost always say headphones. And I think maybe that's an American thing, but my husband, who is Irish, always says earbuds. But maybe I am just out of date and we are all now supposed to say earbuds instead of headphones. I don't know. Anyway, whatever listening device you use (laughs) to listen to your podcast, I'll be back in your ears on Tuesday, July 11th. All right, until then, you can always reach me via email if you'd like deeper support, bringing balance to your mind and your body. And I'll chat with you all next month. Ciao. If you enjoyed today's chat, I want to invite you to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you desire more support on your change-making journey, please check out my free guide, self-care for change makers. You can find the guide, the show notes, and other resources on my website at happymehappyearth.com. As always, it's an honor to be in your ears. Thank you so much for listening.